Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Each and every one of those songs. Amen. So powerful. An overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes you got to remind yourself of that testimony. I'm not the man I used to be. Amen. God's taken me a long ways. Uh, This isn't where this thing is going to end. God's got something better for me in mind. When situations look like there's no hope, uh, you got to overcome with the power of the testimony that God is for me. (laughs) Amen. Uh, That he looks upon me in love and favor. He has a predictable outcome for this situation. Hallelujah. What a wonderful song. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm covered in that blood. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is no respecter of persons. Amen. If you have not been delivered from the guilt and condemnation that sin brings, that can all be washed away by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. God, we love you. We worship you. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah, holy, 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 you are the one true living God. Amen. Before we be seated, would it be all right if we just clap our hands unto the Lord one more time? Can we lift up our voices one more time? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You're worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You may be seated. It's good to have our guests with us here today. Amen. Amen. If this is your first time on a Sunday, we're so glad that you are here. Amen. I know that the world sees this, or not not all of the world, but most of America today is playoff Sunday, but this is a special day for the church. Amen. Because we have gathered together. Hallelujah. In one mind, in one accord to seek after him, to lift him up, amen, and to worship him. Praise God. Amen. How you doing in the cold out there? You making it? Pretty rough, huh? Um, One of my sons, Nate, he got caught up in that shutdown on the interstate at Vantage, wasn't prepared for it, ended up spending 12 hours in his car. (laughs) Amen. Make sure you're packing water and blankets if you're out there driving around. (laughs) He said he saw one poor guy just with sweats on and his face wrapped up in, like, shirts, T-shirts, and he walked about a mile down the interstate crossed the bridge advantage with a gas can because they had run out of gas. Nate said he thought there was no way that guy was going to survive. 
But about an hour and a half later, he came back. I'm sure he was frozen. <laughs> the things men will do for the protection of a woman and child. I'm sure that was the case. Because if he was all alone, he probably would have just knocked on some truck and said, hey, can I jump in there? <laughs> right? Amen. Brian would do that in a heartbeat. Right? Kelly, he would do that. Amen. That's how men would do that. Praise God. Well, I'm excited for this message here this morning. If you have your Bibles, and I've got one scripture I'd like to read, and if you wouldn't mind standing for the honoring of the reading of God's Word, we are so glad you're here today. Amen. In this service, God has already done great things, and he's going to continue to do a wonderful thing at the conclusion of this service. It's found in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, in verse 32. 1 Chronicles chapter 12, in verse 32. Amen. And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. And all of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times. Amen. And what I would like to read is, or what I'd like to preach about here this morning, are the sons of Issachar. Amen. If you'd put your Bibles down and help me pray. Lord Jesus, God, we're so thankful for... The opportunity to gather here this morning, Lord God, I pray that you would just continue, Lord, to anoint and let there be revelation and understanding that would go forth. I pray, God, that people would be encouraged and uplifted, that our desire would be upon you. Father, we give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. God bless. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> if you read this chapter in, in the Word of God, it's more or less at a time when Israel is in a time of transition. And it is a significant transition because it is the transition from the first king that God had appointed over the children of Israel, Saul, who had reigned 40 years, and now it was going to be to a new king, David. And when you read through this chapter, it starts out at talking about the men that he had at Ziklag, and then finally when he gets to Hebron. And he starts to rule at Hebron. How that the people 
the, the mighty men of all the different tribes start to realize uh, that something is going on, that there is a shift uh, from the house of Saul to the house of David. And so in this chapter, what you find is you will find a list of, of all of the different tribes and the men that are in support of David. I want to read this one more time here. When you read verse 32, something pops out a little different. In the rest of the chapter, when it breaks down the qualifications and the abilities that these men bring, there are things like men tested of war. Men who could fight with the left hand and the right hand. Men who can throw with the spear and with the sling. Every one he goes down, 35,000, 15,000 mighty men and all of this. But suddenly when he gets to this group right here, there's something a little different. One, it's the smallest number listed in the chapter, only 200. And it doesn't say anything about their ability to hold a sword. It doesn't say anything about their ability that they have been tested in battle. You read the chapter. All the rest have these great abilities that are applied to them. But of this group, none of that. But it's got one thing. It says this, that they were men that had understanding of the times. David realized that it was going to be more than just brute force that he needed to fulfill the will of God in his life. But he needed individuals who had understanding of the times of what Israel was in and what they were going to go through. Amen. You may not think of yourself as a warrior. You may not think of yourself as somebody who's able to pick up the sword and get in the fight. But I want you to know that there is incredible value in just in the individual who has understanding that we are in a special time of all of humanity. That God is getting so close, amen, to coming back for his children, for his bride, amen. Oh. Oh, don't you think uh, maybe because you don't have the sword or you're a little old or whatever it might be, there's value and understanding and discerning the hour that you live in. Amen. They had discernment. They had understanding. He looked at all the rest and he said, yeah, He's a brute, and he's a brute, and sometimes that's how that's how men look at things, right? I thought it was funny last Sunday, uh, brother Steve's not here, but he mentioned what's the first thing you do when you when you see somebody. He was thinking like a man. My wife was thinking like a woman. Felisa says, "Well, the first thing you do is you smile at them." 
And he was kind of taken back, and he says, no, you size them up. Well, no, that's what guys do. We kind of size up. Mason does this all the time. He says, Dad, do you think that you and uh, Brother Kelly and Brian, could you, like, take on all the guys in the church? And I'm like, I have no idea, but that's the kind of stuff boys think about. <laughs> right? David realized that he needed more than just brute force. He needed some people with some understanding, people that knew how to get in touch with God and say, oh, God, what's going on? I see there's something new that's going to happen. I want to be a part of this, God. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I want you to know what this world needs is people just like the sons of Iskar, who knows that the hour that we live in, that the days are short. Amen. And soon night is coming when no man shall be able to work. And what we've got to do is we've got to get the word out and say we got to seek him while it's still daylight and while he still yet may be found. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Kelly, you mentioned how do we, how do we love those who hate us? No, sir, those are challenging scriptures. I tell you how we do that is we continue to preach the good news of the gospel. We're no respecter of persons. Amen. We want to preach the good news to all those. Amen. They may not like us. That doesn't mean we're not going to preach to them. They may be against us. That doesn't mean we're not going to send missionaries to their countries. Amen. We're going to continue to reach out. We're going to continue to preach. We're going to continue to give. We're going to continue to go. Why? Amen. Because God loves the world and he doesn't want any amen to fall away, but he wants all to come to a place of repentance that they might be saved. Amen. You know, the sad thing is, is there can be whole groups of people who completely miss, completely have no discernment of the time or the hour that they live in. How about Matthew 24, 38 through 39? This has to be the one that is the most obvious in all of the Bible. Jesus says, for <clears throat> as in the days, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Jesus says, listen about Noah. In the time of the flood, he said the people were eating and drinking and giving in marriage and they were going on with life. The whole world, they did, couldn't discern that there was judgment that was going to be poured out and it wasn't that God had no mercy. He appointed a preacher. But apparently they weren't willing to listen. The whole world did not, could not discern the hour and the day and the time that they were living in and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. The whole world missed it. It's pretty scary to think about. The whole world 
Listen to this in Luke chapter 12 and verse 56. Ye hypocrites, Jesus speaking here, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth. He said, look, you know, you, you, you see when you see a cloud coming over the horizon and it's dark and you say it's going to rain. And when you feel a gust of wind coming from the south, you say it's going to be warm. You're able to discern nature itself, but you cannot even discern the time or the days, the hour. Here he was, the promised Messiah, the one that would come forth from a woman who would destroy the authority of the serpent. The promise that God gave Adam and Eve was being fulfilled, and the people missed it. But how is it that ye do not discern this time? Wow. about Luke 19 and 44? Did I give you that one, Brother Cliff? Can you put that in there? Luke 19 and 44. Yeah, Luke 19 and 44. I gave them the scriptures ahead of time, but I must have wrote this one down because it's kind of crammed in there. <laughs> so after I gave them that. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Here's, here's Jesus talking about Jerusalem. Okay. And you shall lay thee even, and shall... Lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another. He was talking about Jerusalem, weeping over this city. He said, here's what's going to happen. You have no idea, Jerusalem. But your glory is going to be destroyed. There will not be one stone left upon another. And he goes on to say, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. The whole city, God's eternal city. And they missed it. It wasn't but just less than 100 years later in 70 A.D., the general Titus, who later becomes an emperor of Rome, Caesar, they besieged Jerusalem three days before the Passover of 70 A.D. Five months they encamp around the city. If you read history about what the people did inside there to survive, it's unimaginable and when they finally went in the people that were left history says that they crucified them all because of what they knew not the time of their visitation 
Sadly, that's how it's going to be today. Matthew 24 and 37. And we read this already, but let's go to it again. But as in the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. This world has no idea where we are. I know people prepping for food and shelter and all of that, uh, but there's got to be more preparation done for just the physical. Uh, there's, uh, Jesus says, don't worry about this body here, uh, but you got to worry about your soul, amen. Uh, and there is coming a time uh, where men, uh, amen, it's not going to be the physical. Uh, it's the soul, the spiritual, uh, and they don't have any idea what's coming their way, amen. And this is the mission of the church. It's just this. Look what Peter says in 2 Peter 3.10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Whew. You read the rest of that? Pretty intense stuff. He says this time that he's talking about, it's going to come as a thief in the night. Have you ever been uh, asleep at night, laying there, and all of a sudden uh, your wife says, did you hear that? What is that? What is that? Come on, you've been there? Sure, we've all been there, right? Yeah. What is that? But I last night I was sleeping and the the ring thing went off in the middle of the night, you know, motion in your backyard. I didn't even move. I thought, ah, it's nothing. I just went back to bed. Now, when I when I was a young man and, and first married with with you know kids, I had dreams all the time of people breaking into the house. I'm defending them and fighting off and all this. Now it's like, eh, you know, let them come. We'll 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 straighten this out if they get in here. <laughs> anyway, oh boy, is that terrible? <clears throat> Listen to what Paul says about this same thing. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 5. Let me get a drink here. This cold weather has uh, zapped, zapped me. I'm like getting dehydrated a little bit. Okay, listen to what Paul writes to the church. But of the times... And the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. You know why he said that? Because he knows that we have discernment. Right? Now watch what he says after this. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. There is no doubt 
we are in agreement that the day of the Lord is going to come as a thief in the night. We believe that, right? But watch this. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Keep going. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness. Woo! That that day should overtake you as a thief. There is a distinguishable difference that Paul is laying out. Uh, he says this, there is a time that's coming, uh, and it's going to catch the world off guard. Uh, just as the world was caught off guard uh, in the day of Noah, uh, and just as Jerusalem uh, missed its day of visitation, uh, amen, uh, and the religious leaders of the time uh, missed that Jesus was the Messiah, he says this is all going to happen again, but don't you worry, because you're not, if you've been born again, if you got the light of the Lord Jesus Christ, the oil, the Holy Ghost in your lamp, he says, don't you worry because you're not the children of the darkness, but you are the children of light. You are not darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light. And the children of the day, we are not of the night nor of darkness. Hold it right there, Brother Cliff. Let me, let me tell you this, okay? We are the children of light. We are the children of day. We are not the children of darkness. That day shall not overtake us. Yeah, but Brother Jeff... What about the ten virgins? Weren't they ten children of light? They sure were, right? But what made five foolish and five wise? I will submit to you this, that the five wise had discernment that this thing could last a little longer than what people might think. They brought extra oil with them. Why did they bring extra oil? Because they had discernment <laughs> that this thing could go a little longer. Yes, I've given my life to the Lord, not just when I was 20, not just when I was 30, not just when I was 40, not just when I was 50, amen, and if the Lord tarries and he lets me, not just when I'm 60, not just when you're 70, not just when you're 80, do we got any 90-year-olds out there, amen, that have gone that far, but I want you to know this thing, you you might have to be in it for a while and it's not that God has forgotten about his people it's this it's that God is long suffering to the world that the church can get busy and let the light the oil shine and let them see that there is hope so they don't get caught in this day of darkness 
Amen. As long as you have the ability to discern that I've got to be in this thing for the long haul. Yes, Jesus could call us home tonight and we're ready to go. But if he tarries, I'm going to live for God all the days of my life. If I can't preach any longer, I'll be sitting in the second row or the first row or the third row and I'll be amen in the preacher. I'll have to turn on the hearing aids because I probably won't be able to hear very well. I'll probably have some glasses on. Maybe I won't be able to see, but I'll be somewhere sitting in an apostolic Jesus name church. Amen. Preaching on the preacher. Hallelujah. Because I've got discernment. Because I'm a son of Issachar. Actually, it's better than that. Here, I'll tell you what. As you don't want to hear this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Preachers, pastors, come and go. Churches, come and go. Some of you, you were under your dad's ministry. Right? Think back. Parts of different churches under different ministries, seems like these things last forever. They come and go. And the thing is, we've got to decide, regardless, I'm going to live for God all the days of my life. (laughs) I'm going to live for God all the days of my life. That church may no longer be a church. That's all right. I think the church that your dad had today is not even a church, right? It's a building where they do Al-Anon. Right? Churches come and go. Preachers come and go. But the word of God lives on forever. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Can I tell you about some people who had discernment, amen, and understood the time and the hour that they were in? How about the woman with the issue of blood? Years she had gone. She had seen all of the, of the, the, the leading doctors of her day and got all the medical opinions, uh, but she had the discernment uh, that, hey, uh, I've heard of this Jesus uh, that he's able to do uh, and that he is the promised one. Uh, she said, if I ever get into his uh, presence, uh, I'm just going to reach out, uh, and I know if I just at least touch him, uh, I know I can be made whole. Uh, there's a story of a woman who had discernment of the hour that she she lived in in the day of her visitation and she says I'm not going to let this opportunity pass from me but I'm going to reach out and I'm going to make the best of my situation in that day in the market as everybody was huddled around the Lord and there could have been 10, 20, 30 people with ailments that could have reached out but they didn't have discernment but she did she realized if I just go and touch the hem of his garment I can be made whole I want you to know, amen, that we are not limited by the things of this world, but only by our discernment and our faith that God is able to do or not do in our life. Amen. 
she discerned that this is the day I can be made whole. I wonder if there's anybody out there under the sound of my voice Amen, that is thinking the same thing. This is the day God is going to do something new in my life. This is the day that God's going to work in my marriage. This is the day that God's going to work in my children. This is the day that God's going to do something on my job. This is the day that I reach out and I touch the Lord and that thing is made whole in my body. Amen. Is this the day? Is this the day of discernment? Amen. How about this? Boys, I know how much you love to fish and how you love the smell of that salt water, the flowing of the sea, and the reward of pulling in those fish from a hard days of labor. That's rewarding. You get that first paycheck after you put in that. Remember your first paycheck? You get that and you're like, whoo, what am I going to do with all that? I'm rich. Anyway, Jesus, he sees a couple sets of brothers, James and John, Andrew, Peter. He says, boys, come with me. Follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. They had discernment. They said, Dad, I'm sorry. I know this has been the family business for two or three generations, uh, but this is, this is the time uh, we're going to take off. Uh, amen. You know why? Because they had discernment of the hour and the day and the time that they were living. It said, uh, things are going to be a little different. We're no longer going to work this way, but I'm going to put everything in to the words of the Lord. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to be a follower of the Messiah. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible is full of individuals who discerned what was going on in their life and made drastic changes. Amen. To follow after God. Just think. If Peter would not have discerned that time, what would have happened? Who would have stood up? Who would have said you are the Christ, the son of the living God? Who would have had the revelation? Who would have been given the keys? Who would have preached that first message on the day of Pentecost? But it all started because he had discernment that this was the hour. This was the time. I'm going to close with this. This is the last scripture I want to read. It's Romans 13, 11 through 14. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time. Listen. When Noah got into that ark, God shut the door, and it was too late. Nobody else could get into that thing. The church is still here. 
there's time for whoever wants to get in. God is no respecter of persons, right? But once he shuts that door, it's going to be a scary place to be. Amen. And so he says, in that knowing the time that now it is high time, To awake out of sleep. Hey, if you need a little nudge, <laughs> right? I was driving Easton up to, I had drove to Quincy in the morning and then drove back to Tri-Cities and drove Easton up to Spokane for track practice and then drove back, you know, all in one day. And he was talking, and I was, like, getting a little nap as I was driving. <laughs> and I was like, it was like 4.35 o'clock. That's when I get the most tired when I'm driving, it seems like. And I was like, son, I got to pull over and get a sugar-free Red Bull or something. <laughs> I was getting a little... Slumber. If that's where you are today in the church, there's hope for you. Listen to this. Now it is high time to, well, go back one more time. Now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Woo! It's closer today than that day that you gave your heart to the Lord. When you said, Jesus, I'm going to live for you all the days of my life. God, I repent of my sins. I want to serve you. I want to make you the Lord of my heart. Amen. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Why? Because we are the children of light. Ooh. We're not walking fulfilling the lusts of the flesh. Amen. We mortify those deeds daily. Right? Amen. But we walk with the light of the Holy Ghost inside of us. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. Woo, amen. We are the hope of this world. Why? Because we have properly discerned the time. We know the hour that we live in. We realize the days are short and that God is coming so soon, amen, to call home his bride. We have got to be a people who understand if you're a young person that, hey, I've got to, I've got to be able to discern that I'm a young man or a young woman and I've got a whole life that I can give to God. I don't got to go out into the world 
world uh, and get it all scarred up by the sins of this world. Uh, but I can present this body uh, a living sacrifice unto him. Uh, amen. If you're an old person, uh, you've got to have the you've got to have the discernment to know uh, that my days are short uh, and maybe I haven't done always what I should have done, uh, but I'm going to live the rest of, rest of my life uh, as a flaming evangel. I'm going to be a light to a dark world. I want you to know that there's the same reward for those who kick in at the end or for those who kick in all of their life. It's eternal salvation. Hallelujah. Thank God for people with discernment and realize that I'm a mother and God has given me these children to watch over and to protect and to provide for and to teach, amen, to show them what is right and what is wrong. Thank God for discernment of men who realize that they are the providers, that they are the leaders of their house and that they are to set the example of what should and what should not be done. Amen. Thank God for the discernment that you walk with every day. And this is the light that we bring to the world is order and decency and a world driven by sin and chaos. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo, praise God. No, we're not the children of Iskar. We're better. We're the children of light. We're the children of light. Hallelujah. We are the children of light. Let your light shine before men that they may see these good works. Praise God. You are the children of light. We are the hope to this world. All you've got to do is let that light shine of yours. Don't hide it. Don't be ashamed. Amen. you got to let it out. Let the co-workers see. Let your neighbors see. Let the kids in the classroom see. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You are the children of light. We may not be the children of Iskar, but we are the children of light. We have discernment of the hour and the day, and we are the hope to this world. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me right now? Praise God. I hope you have discerned in this message of who you are and where you stand. Hallelujah. Woo. Amen. God has equipped you with armor, with his favor. You've got the ring of reconciliation on. The world may not see that, but they see the garment of favor that's upon you. And they don't know why that you're able to be the way you are. But you'll get the opportunity to share with them soon. Amen. Oh, 
Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're doing here in our midst, oh Lord. God, thank you, oh Lord Jesus, for giving us discernment and understanding. Oh God, that we would be numbered with the wise, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, oh Lord, that this word would go forth. God, that it would hold them. Jesus, that it would let them illuminate understanding and revelation of where we are in the day and the hour and the times that we live and how important they are to your plan of saving the world. Amen. As they begin to play, would you come down here and would you make that declaration known? Would you say with your voice, oh God, I understand the hour that I live in. I understand the importance that I have. Amen. And being part of your kingdom and being a vessel, a child of light to a dark world that is full of sin. I want you to know that this is how revival happens throughout the world as it becomes darker the light of God shines brighter and brighter and brighter and they start to come amen